Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. The Fever Dreams podcast has a new episode out right now if you haven't listened yet. It's called The Fifth Battalion. This episode is an action-style blockbuster in audio form. After his girlfriend is mysteriously kidnapped, a man discovers he's a reincarnated soldier eternally marooned on Earth as a prison planet and must fight his way to rescue the woman he loves. You can listen to this episode right now by going to feverdreamspodcast.com or search for Fever Dreams wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you stick around after the credits of this episode of End of All Hope, you can hear a clip of the 5th Battalion. Thanks and enjoy. Seven Lamb Productions presents End of All Hope. Season 5, Episode 10 Prepare for the Worst. We continued our trek through the center of California. So many abandoned cars on the highway. If we saw keys, we would often try to start the car, but they never worked. It's so hot. I know. We really should change our schedule. We should leave earlier in the morning and rest midday. I'd be okay with that. We've been stopping earlier anyway. That was true, because we would usually end up finding a home to stay in. And if it looked safe, we would call it a day. Even if it was early, rather than chance not finding anything at all. Is Bodega Bay nice? I mean, it's been a while since I've been there, but last I remember, it was really pretty. Very scenic. You ever watch that old movie called The Birds? No, but I've heard of it. It's a horror movie, right? Yeah, came out in like the 60s. It's an Alfred Hitchcock film. That's the guy who did Psycho, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. My friend Sophia loved movies. She's the one who showed me Psycho. I watched it with her family. Really? Yeah, her family would do movie nights all the time. And they watched a lot of old movies. I wasn't always a fan of the black and white stuff, but some of them were okay. Although a lot of her dad's favorites were old westerns. Well, The Birds was filmed in Bodega Bay. Oh wow, that's cool! Do they have props there and stuff? I'm not sure. Possibly. I went on vacation a couple years ago with Mom, and we went to this small town in Georgia where they shot The Walking Dead. They actually shot a lot of movies there for some reason. And when you walk down the street, they have these markers in the sidewalk naming all the movies and shows. It's pretty cool. And then there's this shop where you can buy Walking Dead merch. Oh, wow. I never got into that show, but I heard a lot of people liked it. I did. I'm surprised Mom let me watch it. But it was on TV. Plus, you already watched things like Psycho, right? Yeah, but that movie wasn't scary. The Walking Dead is at least scary sometimes. I was never a fan of zombie films. I had a few exes that tried to turn me on to them, showed me 28 Days Later, Dawn of the Dead, and Shaun of the Dead, and so many others. It never worked, and now? Well, now living it, 
But these aren't zombies. They're aliens. No, I know. But shriekers, seeing people like that, it's unnerving. I'm still not used to it. Yeah. I know the other ones are bigger, but shriekers look creepier because they were people. Exactly. Close enough to zombies, if you ask me. Why do you think those other ones were dead? The ones by that house? Yeah, or the ones outside the gas station. We had run across several dead shriekers, and each time they weren't shot and showed no visible injuries besides the typical bite and scratch marks. Honestly, I'm not sure, but it may be that they have a lifespan. You think? That, or they starve. They look scrawny and weak. Yeah, especially that one that tried to attack me. We haven't seen them eat, so it's possible. Good. I hope they all die. Except that we won't necessarily be rid of them. Why? Because thrashers are still around, and in droves. What's in droves mean? Means in large numbers. Oh, but they eat the alien plants. Right. So as long as the plants keep growing, I don't see them going away. In fact... Now we have that big one to worry about, too. And there could be other stuff, right? Yeah. Good news is we haven't seen much around here, now that we're out of the vegetation. Yeah, but over there, there's a lot. She pointed to the west. We could see the light blue algae and moss hanging from tall pines, as if a ship had moved through recently, spraying the upper canopy. And it's probably worse the farther west you go. Because of L.A.? And all the neighboring towns. But Bodega Bay is a bay, right? So do you think it'll be covered too? It's a possibility, but it's not a big city like L.A. or San Francisco, so I'm not sure it will be. I hate to ask, but what if it is? What if no one's there? I had been thinking about that often. I still clung to hope, knowing that the painted note at least proved that they would try for Bodega Bay. But if it wasn't safe and secure, would they stay? I don't know. I don't want to think that far ahead. We'll figure things out once we get there. Okay. Hey, look! He's back! Is it the same one? Hard to tell. He's not as far away now. That's because we're closer. We've walked a decent amount the last couple days. So then, he must have a home base or something. Probably. We watched the plane fly back and forth over the horizon. The sun was still beating down on us. I saw Brielle take out her water bottle and chug. (sighs) Hey, let's rest and eat, okay? Okay. Where? Over there, by those trees. She nodded, and we made our way off the road up a sandy hill. We stood at a small gravesite on the far northeast side of the quarantine zone. There were a few graves dug here including one of the rangers, a guy named Darren, who died liberating the zone. I never knew him, but Roger, Gale, and Dana did. There were a few others buried here. Supply runners who lost their lives trying to help the zone. And now, Roger. 
I still think you guys should have left his body up there. At the military base? Yeah. What happens if we have to make the big move? We don't know if we will yet. It's right for him to be here. This was our home for a long time, regardless of what happens now. Can we save this for later? I agree with Travis. Fine. Gail finished compacting the dirt over Roger's body. He leaned the shovel on a near tree and stood next to the others. There were a decent amount of us here. Gail, Barry, Chris, Maria, Annie, Hudson, Travis, Dana, and most of the supply runners, including Sammy and Lane. Where's Jess? She didn't want to come. What? You should have made her. Are you insane? No. She's in the RV. She should say something. She'll say something when she's ready. If she doesn't want to be around a lot of people right now, we should respect that. It's fine. Let's get on with it. Go ahead. Me? Yeah, Travis. Can I say something? Well, I don't know. Unless someone else wants to. Just do it, man. Yeah, Travis. You were always up Roger's ass anyway. Sammy. Sorry. Asshole. Someone's gotta say something. I can if you don't want to, Travis. But let's get this thing done. We have a lot of things to do. Mm, careful, Gail. Your sentimental side is showing. You know I'm right. You want to say something, Mia? I don't. Fine, fine. I'll say something. Damn. Dana stepped forward and looked down at the fresh mound of dirt. Roger wasn't always easy to get along with, but he was a strong leader. I remember the moment we all arrived to the zone. We had actually tried helping multiple zones on the way. Most were already done for, but not here. And not only that, this place was bigger than any of the others we passed. We helped a lot of people on our way, but when we got here, Roger got the bright idea to stay. There were too many people, and all he wanted to do was help. Yeah, that's the kind of guy he was. Always willing to put others first. I remember first talking to him on the radio. <laughs> the formation of the Rangers. Gil, you were the one who told him of this place. I did. Me and Darren were sent here. I saw it when it was like and knew Roger would want to help out. If it wasn't for him, none of us would have met up. I remember Isaac and Darren having doubts, but we did it anyway. I'm glad we did. This place... This place has been home to us for months now. It looked like Dana was struggling to say more. So, I took a step forward. I think... I think we can all agree he was good for the zone. I'll miss him. I looked at Chris, who nodded her approval. I know she wanted me to say something. And now I did. Me too. Yeah. He was a good man. No one said anything more after Gale. Everyone walked through the site with bowed heads, leaving just me, Chris, and Travis. You gonna come to the meeting? <sighs> I'm not sure. Okay. Mia, what about Jess? Do you want to go check on her? In, um, in a little bit. I'm gonna go for a walk. Okay. Since we did haircuts last night, 
I decided to complete the look and shave my short, patchy beard as well. There was a brand new can of shaving cream in the medicine cabinet, and a little cup that I poured water into to rinse. The razor was used, but it wasn't as dull as I initially thought. Still, I was careful. I already cut myself twice. Two small spots on my chin. You doing okay? A couple of nicks, but it's been a while. I know. I need to shave my legs. There's plenty of shaving cream here. I think I might wait. Ambridge said he's ready. Oh. Okay. I'm almost done. Alright. But while I stretched my neck inspecting my work, I could see her in the reflection of the mirror, standing in the doorway. What's wrong? Nothing. I just didn't get to really thank you for saving my life. That makes us even, right? I don't know about that. I think you're one up. How so? The rattlesnake? (laughs) Yeah, but what about Denver? Oh, yeah. I'll run through the park. I forgot about that. Seems so long ago. It does. Okay, then I guess maybe we are even. But who's keeping count? Not me. Not anymore. Good. How's that? I turned to face her. She walked up and touched my cheek. Not too bad. I mean, no hot water and not the best razor. (laughs) Looks good. You ready? Yeah. Oh, wait. No. What? I forgot. I found something for you. You found something for me? I rushed down the hall into the back bedroom. Jay, what is it? Shoes. I held up a pair of women's light blue running shoes. Where did you find those? I searched every shoe rack and closet. Under the bed in the spare room. They were in the shoebox with the receipt. Looks like they wanted to return them. Think that means they're no good? I don't know. They look fine to me. What size? Nine, right? That's what you were looking for. Well, eight and a half, but nine works. Let me try them on. She took the shoes from me and smiled. Thanks, Jay. She kissed me on the cheek, which surprised me. Huh. What? I think you missed a spot. (sighs) Really? I feverishly rubbed my cheeks with both hands. (laughs) I'm kidding. Come on, let's go. I walked along an old dirt nature trail on the north side of the old quarantine site. It wasn't that far from where we buried Roger. For some reason, I got the urge to visit the spot where me and Roger first met. I climbed up a hill, top of a bunch of rocks, and sat overlooking two large bent and broken shipping containers. They were now empty, but they weren't the night me and Kylie hid in them. I took a seat on a flat rock, my feet dangling over the edge of the ridge. I'm not sure how much time passed, but I didn't want to move. It was so peaceful over here now, quiet and serene. Then I heard footsteps behind me. I spun around to see Jess standing by a far tree, leaning against it, arms folded, 
as if folding herself. Hey, Jess. Hey. I went to see him. I I didn't want to do it with everyone there. I know. Her eyes were red. She wiped her cheeks as she sat next to me. Why did he do it? Why did he go? You know why, Jess. Your dad was a good person. He wanted the best for you and for the people here. I... I don't know what to do. My chest hurts and I know it won't stop hurting. I put my arm around her, pulling her close. I just want to die. Hey, hey. Don't say that, okay? Your father loved you so much. The last thing he would want is for you to say something like that. If he loved me so much, he wouldn't have left me. I don't have anyone now. That's not true. As corny as it may sound. You have me. But you're leaving. I don't know about that now. Why? Because of Dad? Because of you. Your dad wanted me to watch over you. He said that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you he liked you. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think he was so bad either. So you're going to stay? I'm not sure what's going to happen now. But I'm not going to leave you. I promised your dad, and I intend to fulfill that promise. Okay. We sat in silence a while. Obviously, I could still leave and take Jess with me. I don't think Chris would have any qualms about that. But now, I was having doubts about leaving at all. She leaned on my shoulder, letting the tears fall. Hey, did your dad ever tell you how him and I met? Uh, No. All he ever said was that they rushed in and killed all the creatures. Mm, Yeah, that's true. But he also saved my life. He did? See those containers down there? Yeah. They were up here on the ridge. Me and Kylie were hiding in one. Sammy too, and some others. Thrashers attacked us. Pushed the containers over the edge trying to get to us. That one there? That's the one we were in slammed against the rocks, and I rolled out. Thrasher approached, and right before it got to me, your father... (sighs) He killed it. Didn't say a word, just shot the thing, nodded to me, and rushed forward into the zone. He never told me that. I know you were mad at your dad for helping the zone so much, but if it wasn't for him and the rest of the rangers, a lot of people would have died. I know. I just... I wanted a normal life again. I understand. I did too. I did too. It was worth a shot. Keys were still in the ignition. But no good? No good. 
I climbed out of the old car to see Brielle standing off the road with hopeful eyes. They can't all be messed up, can they? Ahead of us, the highway was packed with stalled cars. It's possible if the thrashers move through, probably force people out in a hurry. Look there. I motioned to the SUV in front of me. Most of the windows were shattered, and the top of the roof was bent inward. Oh, wow. I thought back on the escape from the motel in New York, how the thrashers attacked and forced us off the road. But the vehicle never stalled out. They were just able to bring down the vehicle physically. (sighs) Honestly, Bree, I don't know if it'd be smart to take a car anyway. But it would be faster. I know that. But they're noisy. Could attract creatures. Not to mention the mess that is every single road. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Trust me, I want to get to Bodega Bay as fast as possible. But we have to be cautious. Exactly. Hey, what did that old man mean by saying we were women? Was he calling us weak? No, no, that's not what he meant. At least, I don't believe so. Uh, I think he meant he saw... Some instances of men taking advantage of women. Oh. I'm glad he didn't go into details, though. I know there aren't any laws anymore, but why would people do that? (sighs) I don't know. That's why we have to be careful. We can't trust anyone. The old man seemed okay, though. Bree, when I say we can't trust anyone, it doesn't mean that everyone is bad. It just means that we have to be... Cautious? (sighs) Right. I've had run-ins with multiple people. Some bad, some good. But me and Mark always tried to be careful around new people. We made mistakes, and we've learned from them. I understand. Not everyone is bad. And I like to believe that most people are genuinely good. But these are different times, so we need to hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Okay. Now come on. We have three more hours before we need to start looking for a place to camp. Days passed, and travel was slow. Not because of creatures, but because of the heat and the lack of resources. We found ourselves scrounging more and more. The old man was right. There weren't many houses or gas stations this way. And the few there were were picked clean, along with every stalled car. I'm thirsty, but I don't want to drink yet. I'm low. Here, have some of mine. But you don't have a lot either. It's okay. Drink. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll find more soon. There's a house up ahead. Let's explore. Okay. The front door was locked, but the window right next to it was busted. I reached in careful not to cut my hand or my arm on the jagged glass. I felt around until I touched the lock. There we go. I'm going to check out the house. I can help. I have a gun too. Just stay here, Bree. She always wanted to help, but I forced her to play lookout. It's the role Mark often tried to force on me as he took the lead. 
But unlike Brielle, I often fought back. The first floor was empty, but I noticed already that the place was cleared out. Open drawers and cabinets displayed nothing but empty shelves. I crept upstairs and looked into each room as I passed. When I reached the second bedroom, I heard a noise behind me. Thinking it Bree, I calmly turned around. But no, there was a young raggedy man, covered in dirt and sweat. His gun was up, aimed at my chest. D- don't, don't move! The young man was wild-eyed and jittery. Drop the gun! Now! Okay, relax. I slowly lowered the gun and placed it on the dirty carpet. This is your place, because I didn't take all the stuff. It was just like that when I got here. It was just like that when I got here. I was just looking for food, that's all. Water and food. If this is your home... It's not my home. No? No. He was so nervous, I could see his hands shaking. You from Lake Isabella? No. Where's that? Where are you from? Down south. I'm heading north. To the lake? I don't know of any lake. His eyes seemed to run over my entire body several times, showing nothing but confusion. You're not one of them, are are you? Who? I I can't let you leave here. You're gonna have to. No, no, I can't. If, If you're with them... I'm not. I don't know that. You need to relax. No, no! He aimed the gun higher, towards my head. No, wait! Ah! No, please. I'm I'm sorry. It's not loaded. It's not loaded. Brielle, who was standing on the stairs, had shot the man, hitting him in the arm and forcing him to drop the gun. He fell to the floor and crawled up next to the bathroom door. Blood poured down his arm. Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you okay? I am now. I went over to the fallen gun and picked it up. Please. I'm just trying to get to Lake Isabella. I just want to get to the lake. I didn't mean any harm. I I wasn't going to shoot you. I, I couldn't. I couldn't shoot. No? I thought you were one of them. But you're not. No, you're not. I, I'm sorry. Please. Please. Blood continued to pour from his wound. Please. 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 Do we... Do we trust him? I checked the man's clip and showed it to Brielle. No bullets? I checked the chamber, too. No bullets. What do we do? Hey, are you alone? Yes. Yes. Brielle, keep watch. I'll take care of him. Okay. And Bree? Yeah? Thank you. She smiled and made her way down to the end of the stairwell, peering down with her gun up. I made my way over to the injured young man who had his eyes closed and teeth clenched. Hey. Yeah? I'm gonna help, but nothing funny, okay? No. No, no. I I promise. I rummaged through my pack until I found the first aid kit. I pulled out bandages, cotton balls, and tweezers. I had to get the bullet out. All right. This is gonna hurt. I I know. I, I know. I wanted to ask the guy more questions, but he passed out right when I removed the bullet. I bandaged him up, then me and Bree moved him to the main bedroom to rest. Will he be okay? I think so. Honestly, I just fired. I didn't know what else to do. I was worried if I said anything he would shoot. 
You did good, Bree. I didn't know his gun was empty. Neither did I. Well, I'm glad I could help. Me too. Sometimes I want to do everything myself. And well, I'm glad you were here. I know you want to watch out for me, but Mark told me to watch out for you too, remember? It hurt to think about, but she was right. I remember. What do we do now? We can't leave him here. <sighs> no, no. Especially because I have some more questions for him when he wakes up. It'll be dark soon. Let's check the house, make sure there'll be no more surprises. Okay. And remember, Bree, we still don't know if we can trust this guy. I'll be cautious. I nodded and went to the front door. I locked it while peeking out the broken window to see the sun setting. That was probably pointless, but oh well. This place wasn't the most secure, but it would have to do for tonight. End of All Hope Written by Robert M. Lamb Edited by Ashley Cartesano Starring Hope Ennis as Ava Adam Jetmore as Jay Jack Austin as Ambridge Gina Coyle as Kylie Evelyn as Brielle Ariel Hack as Mia Stacy Golden as Chris Michael Moman as Roger Brett Wilkins as Travis, Reed Kreiner as Dana, Corey Pettit as Jess, Jerry Swindle Jr. as Gail, Ian Feller as Hudson, Christina Lewis as Annie, and Gareth Thomas as Sammy. Co-starring Adrian Bordeaux. Music provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, Dylan Mixer at DMixMusic.com, and Eldritch T'Challa of Nemesis Black at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis Black. If you enjoy End of All Hope, visit 7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this. And don't forget to rate and review. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This has been a Seven Lamb production. And now for a clip from the Fever Dreams episode, The Fifth Battalion. I remember it was a Wednesday. I didn't want to face Linda sober, so I'd visited the bar across the street. It was dead. Either because everyone was at the climate change protest or 
I was the only guy in San Francisco avoiding his girlfriend. Out late, are we? Had me worried. And you're home early. Mm. What? Nobody sued anybody today? Mm -mm. You know, I recall someone saying he was going to make me dinner. Oh, I did. I cooked you dinner and I'm warming it up as we speak. I'm intrigued. Hey, did you run into the protest? Oh, yeah. Did you? No, but we could hear them. Even 12 floors up. And did you see the ones in L.A. and New York? Unreal. And now Paraguay is attacking Bolivia. What? Don't you ever feel like someone or some group is orchestrating all this? Global warming? Wars all over the place? It's like they're pitting us against each other. Because that's the point. Chaos. Well, they're bastards, whoever they are. Here you are, madame. Bouillabaisse and Quiche Lorraine. How's this for making up? Mmm, magnifique. But making up for what exactly? Being late or are we talking about something else here? Wait, something at work. Oh, Norman. No, no, it's just... Oh my god. God! Tell me you didn't get fired. Again. Babe, come on. It was a crap job anyway. And I never meant to be a barista this long, you know? I'm 29. You are spacing out again, huh? That's not fair. Isn't it? You won't go on meds. You won't see a therapist. I might. See a therapist. I mean, going solo isn't working so great. Well, I'm glad you're suddenly so self-aware. Damn it. (coughs) Wait, I want to talk. I don't want to talk, Norman. I want you to show up. I want you to do what you say you're going to do. Because I am done playing roommate. I need you to find something in your life you actually want to commit to. There. Fixed it. Good night. Well, then I'm getting up early and making you breakfast. Can't. I have to be in early. But this will be ready in ten minutes. You haven't even eaten. So freeze it along with my eggs. It was 2 a.m. by the time I finally crawled into bed, drunk and fully dressed. Linda curled into me, and it was easy to pretend that the fight never happened. But an hour later, the door to our bedroom burst open. What? Norm! I fought back, but they kept coming. I pressed one of their guns into Linda's hands. She was frozen, unable to act, but I needed her to snap out of it if we were going to escape. Babe, take the gun. You have to cover me. I I can't. You can. Okay. And she did. She covered me all the way as we climbed out and down the fire escape. We thought we'd made it. Are you okay? Norm, watch out!
I came to, the sun was starting to rise, and Linda was gone. Linda! Linda! She was nowhere in sight. I crawled back up the fire escape into the apartment. The bodies of the intruders were gone, but so was Linda. Then, I noticed a manila envelope pinned to the wall with a knife. Inside, there was an old flip phone. There was only one number in the directory, so I called it. How's your head, moron? Where's Linda? And who the fuck are you? We have business to address. Let me speak to her. We know you have it. Have what? Norm! I'm in a van outside Moscone Center! Teach your girl some manners and give me the drive. The drive? Yes, moron. The drive. You have it. I don't. But I know where it is. I just need a couple days to get it to you. You have two hours. Don't fuck it up for her sake. Make sure to visit feverdreamspodcast.com to hear the rest of the episode. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.